Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and... I am bringing you one of my clients today who I think you are going to find so relatable. She shares what's changed for her over the last several weeks, nine or so weeks, in the Fat Loss Fast Track, and the way she describes it, I think, is something we can all relate to. She talks about how in the past, she would find herself sort of getting swept up in what was going on around her. Not necessarily being proactive, right? But being carried away by circumstances, by other people's agendas, by whatever food was around. She found herself really arguing for the fact that food was soothing, but on further discussion, really identifies that it's kind of a distraction. And we talk about how she can tackle a particular challenge that she has on a stressful situation in her week where there's lots of snack food and alcohol present. So she's really honest and candid about how she's changed the way she thinks about things, how she's learned to put just a little bit of space between what happens around her and how she makes decisions. It's a really powerful conversation. And I would love to remind you guys that if you want to learn more about how you can break free from the dieting mentality of all or nothing, on or off, really struggling to maintain motivation, join me on December 13th and 14th, that's a Tuesday and a Wednesday, at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time for a totally free webinar series. And I'm also going to be sharing some more information about the Fat Loss Fast Tracks for those of you who are thinking, I think I need to get in on this in January. To register, just go to primalpotential.com forward slash December. And for now, I hope you'll enjoy this really honest, candid, and powerful conversation with one of my clients. If I had to ask you, what made you join the Fat Loss Fast Track? When you first heard about it, what was it that made you say, this is something I want to do? I heard one of your podcasts with somebody that had been in the class. Mm -hmm. Who was a chef, maybe? Oh, yeah, Maggie. Yep. Maggie, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just really liked, you know, and I was kind of at first, she both made me think I wanted to, and then also kind of like, oh, maybe that's not for me. But, you know, what she said was sort of that it was gradual and that she she focused a lot on the mindset stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the, the food stuff is interesting to me, but I know that my area is the mindset stuff. And I did have your breaking barriers thing, but it's a little harder to do that on your own. And I've done it, but I thought I would just benefit from, um, you know, I thought, well, let's just go to another level. There's gotta be, you know, your other mindset stuff was so helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, 
that I thought, okay, if we can do the mindset stuff, but just break it down in some structure each week, yeah. which you've done a job at, that, you know, then I can do more skill building because my tendency is to like, I listen to all 10 or 12 breaking barriers and one goal <laughs> right. and then listen to five podcasts and go for a hike and do all of this. And I thought, well, it sounds like she's going to just meter this out and I yes. won't be able to go too fast. Mm-hmm. So that's what a structure. Um, and then I also thought the Facebook group would be really great, though it kind of coincided with my personal goal of doing less Facebook. So mm-hmm. I haven't used that as much as I would have. So. Right. So when you say that the mindset stuff was really important for you, why? Why did you feel like that was an area where you needed to do some work? What was the struggle or the challenge? What was the problem you were trying to solve? I'm trying to solve the problem of I feel like I have been dealing with the same 15, between 15, between like seriously, between five and 20 pounds. Yeah. Or like probably like 20 years, Mm -hmm. right? And I know how to eat and I know how to exercise. And when everything in my life, when I'm kind of what I call on and I'm in mode, when I'm in a really good space and my job's not too demanding and I'm not fighting with anybody and like, you know, there's not like, you know, stress of buying a house, right? That was pretty stressful for me. Mm-hmm. Then I am just almost effortlessly on point. But that's not life. Right. <laughs> right? Well, and the, the thing the, is, if you if you continue in that cycle, and kudos to you for the awareness, if you continue in that cycle, it means you'll always struggle. It means you'll always be in that cycle of, I was good, and now I suck. I was good, and now I suck. So good for you for realizing something's got to change here. Well, it was also almost like I wasn't even aware of, like, I was and I wasn't aware of, like, I felt like I was constantly, like, from, it was, my job is a big part of it. I have a very demanding job of, I kind of at one point said, I'm sick of using all of my free time to recover from the damage that I inflict on myself mm. when I'm stressed. And so rather than being able to even enjoy, let's say you have four weeks off, I would think, oh my God, I have four weeks and I need to take care of all the extra you know, potato chips that we stress ate and all the extra wine we drank, et cetera. And, and, you know, get back in shape in four weeks and then basically start the cycle again of like, oh, my God, okay, I'm going to work late. I'm not going to exercise. I wear those potato chips. And I was just like, this is nuts. Like, I cannot, I have to be able to keep, it's almost like I have to be able to find that voice and keep it with me all the time Mm -hmm. that is making choices. Because I literally feel like sometimes when I get wrapped up in stress, it's like an out-of-body experience. And so a lot of the tools you've given about you know, do the journaling in the morning, right, mm-hmm. is pretty key. I used to do it, like, whenever I felt like it. Like, I've been keeping a journal for years. But do it in the morning and to put some structure to it. What do I want to do today? Right. How do I want to do? So all of that is, like, you know, people, I think, that wouldn't want to join and be like, well, I already know how to eat. Well, I already keep a journal. Well, I've been right. tracking for 10 years. Okay. How's that working out for you? Because <laughs> I was doing all of those things. Yeah. But. It's almost more frustrating. I'm spending years and hours writing a daily journal. I'm spending years and hours of tracking food. I'm spending all this time doing this, not super consistently, and yet it's only working when I'm doing it. And whatever the missing piece is, what makes me continue to do it even when it's hard? Mm. And, you know, you hit on something when you said you were sick of using all your free time sort of recovering from 
your job and your stress. And I think that I can certainly relate to that where I felt like my life was, I was always compensating. I was never living. I was always making up for something else or planning how I was going to make up for something else. And then you, you miss out on just living your life and it always feels so hard. Yep. You li- you miss out on both parts, right? I right. feel like I'm less engaged, present and productive and, you know, really even enjoying my job, which I don't hate, mm-hmm. um, because I'm kind of thinking I have to do it in this certain way and I'm resentful of the sacrifices that I'm making and already thinking, okay, I'm going to have to have some comp time or PTO to like erase this bad right. thing. And so and then I'm resenting on my, you know, downtime of like, wow, I'd like to do a project, but instead I feel the need to go to the gym and then take a hike and then, you know, make five million things broccoli or like whatever it is, right? You're always pissed off. You're always compensating. You're always thinking that you wish you were either doing something else or experiencing something else or achieving more. And it's never just okay. Yeah. And there's no continuity. Like I felt like I was really missing... I used to sometimes like come out of those hard working periods and think like, God, what happened? I feel like something else, some other person overtook my body mm. and started making really bad decisions. <laughs> and I would kind of think like, wow, like, I started realizing if I don't check in with myself and then I'm not there, I'm not even present right. for my own life. Yeah. Sort of, what I'm getting out of this is sort of learning how to have continuity of self and of the self that's not like, you know, some evil gremlin that's taken over and trashing my house, but, mm-hmm. you know, of, of, of good self. Right? Yeah, like oh. being, being present during your choices, being present in your experiences. What do you think specifically in the Fat Loss Fast Track has helped you most with that? Breaking out of this like, I'm a passenger in my own life. And sometimes I sort of wake up and go, how did we get here? Like, where, where was I? It, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I can relate. What is it about the Fat Loss Fast Track that you feel has been a helpful tool in that process for you? Um, good question. I think, I mean, you know, you can't ever isolate just one thing. Mm-hmm. But, and it's also, it's, what I have to say too, and you point out, is I listen to the podcast, I listen to the webinars, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes I get them a little intermixed. Yeah. Particularly when I do playing too. old. <laughs> right. And I'm a little intermixed. Um, but sort of, I think, just, it's almost, sometimes it's like the repetition of the message, but also sometimes when you're just like, hey, what are you doing? And you're almost talking to me as I need to talk to me. And I was looking on a thread somewhere and somebody said, uh, you know, I like Elizabeth Benton, but she always seems like she's yelling at you. And I was like, you know, I like that because I feel like yelling at myself because really, what the hell? Like, why are you wasting your, you know, why are you wasting all this time? Get it together. So sort of the the messages that you kind of constantly are like, where you're kind of just asking people like, hey, this isn't happening to you. You're doing this to yourself. Right. And are you even aware of that? Right. Are you? Yeah. And I guess I'm aware of it. So, but I guess, I guess if I wasn't aware of it, um, which is interesting. I watch sometimes people in the Facebook group, but yeah, yeah, people like, Oh, right. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Besides a, I could have chosen not to eat anything instead of eating the cookie, which was the only thing there. Right. 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 Yeah. Why are you beating yourself up about it? Like you chose it. It's cool. Move on. So. (laughs) Right. But just that you have that, just sort of the reminder to 
God, this sounds right. It's like almost it's been a reminder for me to uh, disengage from life a tiny bit and step back a little mm-hmm. bit so that I'm always kind of traveling in a bubble where I am evaluating with how I'm interacting with the world and what's it doing for me and what am I contributing. Because I when love you just that. kind of get swept along. But I kind of feel like I've built this sort of nice, like it's like a bubble, but it's permeable. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> right. Not not a boy in a bubble, but <laughs> that it's enough space that I have the space to basically like, huh, I don't think I want to engage in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that looks like a waste of time. Or, oh, wow. Yeah. Pringles. Hmm. No, thanks. Yeah. I remember how they made me feel last time. I think I'm going to pass on those, right? Whereas before it would be, oh, my God, there's the Pringles there and I feel like crap because I've just gotten an argument where I was in that conversation I shouldn't have been in and... Now my blood pressure is all high and I need some Pringles, right? So, And what dis- you just said, swept up in it or swept away or swept along yes. is such a, such a good way to describe it. Sometimes we get swept up by other people's crap. Sometimes oh, we get yes. swept up by work crap, like situations or time management. Other times we get swept up in our own crap, like, oh my God, the Pringles and they would be so good and I've had such a bad day. And you're the way you describe disengaging just enough so that you can see it, it's real, it's happening, but it's not in control of you. There's enough of a gap between you and your choices and the things that are happening that you still are in control. You're still in the driver's seat. You might feel it, the pressure, the tension, the emotion, but it's not owning you. Yeah. I think of, and I haven't, I live in Northern California where we have pretty rough surf. I actually haven't been in the ocean probably for a couple of years. But I remember when I was little, we'd go to the beach and you do body surfing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's the difference between when you catch a wave and your head stays above the wave the whole time, you kind of glide onto the beach and you're like, wow, that was fun. Yeah, I Versus nailed that. You stumble, you fall, and then suddenly, have you ever been pulled under into a wave? <laughs> and you got water going up your nose. <laughs> and, yeah, and it's like you're in a washing machine, and then you're, like, thrown onto the beach kind of unceremoniously, and you're, like, a little battered and a little bruised, and you're kind of, like, you have no memory of, like, when you're gliding on the wave with your head up, you're like, oh, look, there's that person over there, and there's the beach. Oh, I think I want to steer over here. Whereas when you get pulled under... And you're being just churned by the ocean and then spit out again. Mm -hmm. To me, that is the difference. I wanted to learn how to like body surf Mm -hmm. a little better with my head up because I was kind of getting sick of being pulled over by the undertow. Yeah. And thrown up against like rocks. I think you make a really great point about keeping your head up. And I don't even mean that in the like chin up buttercup kind of way, although I sort of do and you could take it that way and you wouldn't be wrong. But So often we're looking down at what's wrong. We're looking behind us at where we've screwed up and just staying focused, not necessarily like sun towards the sky and everything's great and I'm happy and I'm positive, but where am I going? I'm looking where I'm going. I'm looking at what I want instead of what everybody else is doing, instead of what happened yesterday, instead of down at everything that's wrong. That's such a powerful takeaway for people. I think that's so huge. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, it's like having a plan because you think about it. How do you land in the middle of the ocean where you have to body surf home? You can either be dropped in and just start to flail. Right. right? And then you're going to drown. And then you're going to drown. Or you take a moment and you're like, okay, I have a plan. I'm going to tread water. I'm going to look behind me. Okay, that's the wave I'm going to take. Yeah. And just 
you're guiding, you're not just being like, oh my God, I'm in the ocean, I'm gonna drown, and I'm gonna just give in to that, because that's how it is, because I'm a victim of the ocean, and that's right. so yeah, it is both shin up buttercup, take responsibility, you can do something, yep. and you know, you still might get pulled under and like shoved down to the ground, and like, you know, okay, cough it up, and kick paddle, out. kick paddle, kick paddle, <laughs> right, pretty much, so. where do you feel like you still have work to do? Where does it feel hardest to you right now? Because one of the things, you know, we're in week nine of the Fat Loss Fast Track right now as we record this going into week 10. And it's not, it's not magic. It's not a cure-all. It doesn't immediately make all your problems go away. It is work. And all of the challenges are not overcome at once. And so I never want to like present it to people who haven't gone through it as like, poof, and then everybody's great. So where do you feel like you are challenged the most or the most often? Um, you know, here's the thing. When the days when you least you have the least amount of time and the least desire to do just the basic tools. I think mm-hmm. of the sort of that basic tool set of get up, write your journal, kind of think about where you want to go in the day, taking that time, whether it's 15 minutes or half an hour, whatever it is you need to do, mm-hmm. and maybe taking a walk, the days that I have the most need for that are the days where I'm most likely to blow it off, <laughs> right? Yeah. I feel super frenetic. So sort of building that discipline to, because it's a war, right? It's on the one hand, oh my God, I have so much to do. I really should go prep for that meeting. or I, should, I mean, I guess if you have kids, which I don't, you have to go pack lunches or whatever. That is competing for... I need to take, whether it's five minutes and whatever time you can squeeze out mm-hmm. to just focus and like connect with yourself. And when I, days, I can often, like some days I don't journal, right? We all forget and stuff and it's fine. Mm-hmm. But the days when I actually think, wow, I should really do that today and I don't do it because That's I'm distracted. That's when it hurts. And that is what it is. So sort of just, you know, the repetitiveness of sort of like kind of just the constant sort of reminder and being in the class where there's always a challenge, right? So yeah. there's always something working on and thinking on and there's that structure and I like you know I like marking stuff off and yeah into it so but that sort of constant sort of you know reminder same reason you know people know how to work out same reason you go to a gym right yeah (laughs) to keep yourself sort of focused and on task and um so my hardest thing yeah is that is it is not automatic yeah for me to do that so, or even you know, to recognize when I'm going into crisis, the hardest part yeah. is recognize when you're about when you're about to get hit by that wave mm-hmm. and like doing something about it, and instead of just kind of panicking and going under. So I still have days where I totally panic and go under. So given that that's what your struggle is, and I wouldn't make this recommendation to somebody else who didn't have this struggle, but because see, it's not so much that you choose not to do the work when you need to do it most. It's like the acknowledgement and the awareness and the time to give attention to, dude, today is one of those days where I need this the most. It's, it's, you're, you're very well intentioned. It's just, you're so focused on the other things that take priority that it's easy for this to slip behind. So given that, What might be a helpful strategy for you is to add in a section in your journal where first thing, before you do anything else, you say, how much am I going to need this today? Right, right. And then that forces you to think about 
dude, I'm totally underwater with this project, or I haven't been sleeping well, or I know that, you know, we're going out for this dinner thing or whatever. It sort of forces your hand at kind of premeditating the the challenges or when you're really going to need it the most. And I think one of the things I shared, uh, I know I shared it with my veterans. I think I shared it with the rookie group too. Um, a few weeks ago, I had a, a stressful evening event that I knew was coming for a few weeks and I wasn't looking forward to it. And at the start of the week, I said, all right, so this is going to be the week when if I ever justify like seven pints of ice cream and like a pizza (laughs) and a bottle of wine, this is going to be the week. And recognizing that like this is the week when it matters most that I take care of myself, that needed to be more than just an awareness thing for me. Every single day it was, okay, what can I do today to really make myself feel strong and stable and cared for? Right, and the the awareness with the, uh, tying it to what the action's going to be. Because I think the awareness, honestly, this is how it can go down. Wow, I got it. Because I work, I work at home mostly, but I go to an office, it's a big corporate company once a week. And it can be stressful, right? Because I'm not used to being around people and I'm in meetings. And there's a train that I have to take. It's an hour and a half in each way. And there's wine on the train and hot dogs and candy and chips and things. And I'll bring snack and I'll be like, okay, I'm going to bring snack. But somehow the awareness of like thinking ahead, oh, this is going to kind of suck today, almost turns into a plan to be bad. Yes. You're planning to fail as opposed to, so then what? People often stop at, I know this is going to be hard. And then you fixate on like pink elephant. Don't think about the pink elephant. And then you're like, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. And you've eaten four hot dogs and a handful of candy. But Right. It, and it's thinking that I'm going to, I don't know. So this is maybe you said, where's your point of struggle? Yeah. I can plan ahead and basically say, okay, this is going to be hard. This is going to be hard. This is going to be hard. And I've got this plan. I'm going to eat these fruit. I'm going to bring there. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that or the other thing. And yet still, because that's a new choice, right? I'm going to deal with something hard in a new way. And then somehow you can have all that planned out and you can still default to your old behavior, right? But here's the thing. So you've identified what's not really working for you, right? So this is the way you think about it. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. That's partly a prescription. Like you're, that's part of the problem. But the other part is, you haven't established enough familiarity with the new behavior for it to not take a ton of work. So maybe what you do instead is the next time you have that train ride, you know what? I need to get one successful train ride under my belt where I get off that train and I feel like a rock star. And your focus is no longer, this is going to be hard and I'm going to eat my snack because that has not yet been a really helpful strategy for you. So maybe the new strategy is one train ride that I nail. And then when you nail it afterwards, be like, how did that feel? How hard was it? Was it harder than I thought it was going to be? Or was it actually easier than I thought it was going to be? And really focusing on the outcome, not the activities. Right, right. It goes back to the notion of focus on not what you want to do, but how you want to feel. Not what you need to accomplish, but why you want to accomplish it, right? Yeah. And sometimes breaking it down into a smaller piece 
Like, I, come on, I can do hard things. I can nail one train ride and it's going to be amazing. And maybe you splurge and you buy yourself a magazine or you, you know, whatever it is, but you say, listen, I've done harder things. I've done harder things before 7 a.m. I can right. nail one train ride. And then when you realize like, it felt so much better to do that than it did to say, ah, screw it. It's been a day. Bring on the wine and the hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, totally. So break yeah. it down and make it micro. Instead of this big issue of these days when I have to go into the office and all of the temptations plus the stress plus the time plus the travel, break it down to something smaller. Today, the one ride today, I've got this. Right. And also, I mean, for me, for example, how do I want to feel? I'm big on, I do this, I've been doing this for years with food. It was like sort of when I remember, of course, right? That's part of the fast loss fat track. It's sort of putting me in touch with the habits that I already, everybody knows what to do. Or mm -hmm. how will I feel? How will I feel while I'm eating this? Probably pretty damn good. How will I feel after crap, right? Um, but that same thing of not letting myself go into destructive, soothing behaviors. Because make no bones about it. These, these behaviors work, right? I mean, that's soothing in a weird way. Is that true? Or is it a distraction? I think it's a distraction. I think that distractions can be soothing. Like in the moment, I'm not thinking about anything else. <laughs> right. But we don't soothe ourselves for a moment because we would if we were being eaten or stabbed but when it's something else that's more than a moment, soothing isn't in a moment. It isn't in the time it takes to eat a hot dog. Right. You know what I mean? So, yes, if I was sawing your arm off, you might want an immediate soothe because the pain is for that moment in time. But when we are talking about something that is not a moment in time, like emotional stress, Mm -hmm. is nothing soothing about that. It's only distracting. Yeah, it is. It's distracting. It's keeping the, like, you basically, you're just kind of putting it off, putting off dealing with it, right? You're going to And deal then you're with making it grow because now in addition to emotional stress or fatigue or anxiety or whatever, now you have frustration or disappointment or lethargy oh. or all of the above. Yeah, it's no fun... So we, no, we have to be careful no. about telling ourselves that it's soothing because the reality is right. you're making a bad situation worse. That's, yes. not, that's not soothing. Yeah. And when I we guess take it's more distracting. Yes. I think of it as, you know, it's funny is that when you say it, yes, it's not soothing because I feel crappy afterwards, exactly. but it all stems from the sort of the, the, the little whiny kid of I've had a bad day. I deserve this to feel better, which is a lie, right? This is not going to make me feel better. It's going to make you feel worse. Right. But that sort of, that's a pretty ingrained thing of like, I think some people from childhood, I know do, I do. Oh, you had a, you had a bad day. We'll go get some ice cream. And yeah. the reality is asking yourself, okay, you've had a bad day. What do you really need? What yeah. is it that you really need? You want to feel better? How can we do that? How can we do that in a way that is true instead of the way that is habit or fast or untrue, right? right? Is it that you need to close your eyes and take a nap? Is it that you need to change the way you approach those days where you go into the office so maybe the morning before or the evening after there is something more genuinely soothing for you there? When do you have the ability... 
when it's we are willing to say, what do I really need and what will give me that? Everything changes. What do I really, I guess I did do that because now it's bad. So now if anybody I know is listening to this, particularly at my job, they'll be like, that's why you'll never come down on a Wednesday. I can go to, I'm big on acupuncture. I can go to acupuncture on Tuesdays and Thursdays mm-hmm. and I can get a 630 appointment. If I don't have that appointment booked, I no longer will go to the office mm. because it's really, it's the way I, you know, I mean, I guess so maybe this is becoming a crutch, but like one, it gets me out of there at a reasonable time. So I'm mm-hmm. not hanging out there to the very last train. And two, I don't know if you go, what kind of acupuncture everybody's done, but you basically lay there and take a nap for 40 yeah. minutes and kind of rest. Yeah. And it's something I really look forward to. And it's something that I would never, ever do with a belly full of hot dogs and wine. And not only that, it's never going to make you feel guilty afterwards or disappointed. No. After, so that is soothing. Hot dogs are yeah. not. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so let me ask you a question. If you were talking to somebody who was like, hey, so, you know, I, I heard you on this podcast and you're talking about how it's helped you or you ran into a stranger that said, I've heard about this thing called the fat loss fast track, but like, I don't know, I've spent so much money and I've done so much yo-yo dieting, like I just can't justify doing anything like that again. What would be your advice to them or what would be your advice to yourself when you were considering this 12 weeks ago? Um... My advice to myself more came out of, I mean, I listened to your podcasts and as much as I did learn a lot from um, like the fat loss breakfast, like I I, got, I was like, oh, well, I've kind of instinctively been doing that, but I did tweak it. I stepped it up. I was like, oh, now I can really do that because apparently mm-hmm. that's the thing to do. Um, so for me, it was, but it was a lot of this sort of, I need the structure and I need to do this. Somebody that I was trying to talk to, I think I would first talk to them and just find out where they're at yeah. in their in their journey. And if they are really just in the spot of, I need someone to feed me a meal plan and I'm going to track and I'm going to eat 1500 calories a day and I'm going to do this. And they're still rote checking their ability to hit a list Mm -hmm. as opposed to actually learn how to train their brain to think. Yeah. I would look for that because there's a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of people that I would say for like me who are like, man, you've tried that stick into a list and nobody's got that much discipline to do that for 30 years. Right. Maybe it hasn't just, worked for you. Yeah. Totally. Maybe you just need to train your brain to like, oh, here's the thing. Make better choices on the fly. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. that's how you've trained your brain to move. But not everybody's there yet. There are still people who are so focused on anybody that wants to lose 10 pounds by Christmas, like they can just check out, right? Yeah. No, that's this, this is not the thing for you. But if you're kind of looking like, how do you just get out of your cycle mm-hmm. and probably end up losing? Like I've actually, I went to the doctor and apparently I thought it was like seven or eight pounds, right? Which, you know, I'm not a big person to begin with. So they're pretty happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those people, I would ask people, are you just tired of doing the same old thing, having progress and then redoing it again? Yeah. If so, this might be, give you some insight into why you keep doing it like that. Right. But if you're kind of at a point where you think that it's all about just doing X number of workouts and counting calories and you get to just still have all your things and you're secretly hoping that when this is all over, you can just go back to how you were. 
it's kind of maybe not for you. Totally agree. Totally agree. And couldn't said it better. If you're just like, Hey, can you help me lose 30 pounds? Will you tell me what to eat? Yeah. Nope. And you probably are listening to the wrong podcast because that's just not my jam. Um, if you're willing to pay attention yep. to why you make choices and the choices you make, as opposed to, yeah, yeah, yeah just tell me what to do. If you're ready yep. to like figure yourself out, which changes every aspect of your life, not just anyway. what you put in your mouth, you know, I think you're, you're spot on there. I'm so grateful that you're willing to share your story. And I got to give you like, not only props for, for being willing to share, but you have some really, really great analogies in terms of the way you are approaching, the way you make your decisions. I think it's tremendously powerful. Um, and, and everybody who hears this is, is probably going to be as moved by it as I have been, if not more. Um, so thank you so much for just being willing to, to share that with us. And thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. I think it's huge. Of course, I really, you know, I, I think this has been so valuable. Um, I've never been a big plan person, but I, I think that so many people would benefit from this. Um, I don't want to say particularly older people just because I'm a little older, but, um, you know, it's like when you have just been there and done that and you're just ready to kind of be like, okay, I'm going to start in a different way this time. This mm -hmm. is a really good place to start, you know. Thank you so much. I, I'm so excited to uh, be a small part of your journey, and we have a few more weeks left in in our Fat Loss Fast Track, so I'm pumped to, to continue to connect with you and, and help you in your journey. Thanks so much for sharing your story with us. Man, who can't relate to being pulled under by the undertow and thrown up against the rocks? I think that is just so... So honest and yet so relatable, we've all had those moments where either a series of choices or circumstances, our work has made us feel that way, but we don't have to continue doing that. We can, by relaxing a little bit, by keeping our head up, by focusing on where we're going and what we can do instead of on where we've been and what's happening around us or what we can't do, we can create such a feeling of control and empowerment. And, and that's really what you're seeing um, in these stories and examples. So just a final, final reminder, I would love to have you join me totally live. I will stay until every single question is answered on December 13th and 14th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time for a Lose Weight for the Last Time webinar series on how to break out of some of these cycles where you feel like you're being repeatedly pulled under by the undertow. Just go to primalpotential.com forward slash D. December to register and grab your spot. I will see you there. Have a great day, guys. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.
With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.